Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with Others in love with the drug and this family is running it Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of The Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. This week, as you, if you listened to last week, we did our Eastern Conference over-under win totals. This week, we're knocking out the West. Of course, once again, brought up to you by BetOnline AG's numbers, who do not sponsor us. But once again, BetOnline.ag, if you're listening, we'll give you ad space. I'll let you boys. I'll let you boys. I am Tim Daniel, as always, hosting. Uh, joining me this week, uh, Mr. Ben Brown. What's going on, buddy? Buddy, I am wonderful. Um, excited to talk this Western Conference. Uh, these are a lot of fun. I'm not a better, better or a gambler, but it's kind of cool to think about, you know, trying to see who's got what and where everybody's going to land with these win totals. So I'm excited to do this for the Western Conference for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Sean is not with us this week. Um, like we said, the idea of the bench models, we'd be rotating in and out when, with availability. But we do have with us this week. Actually, Ben, I apologize. Please. Please. Oh, ha, my man, my ace buku, my number one, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Hey, back ready to talk some basketball. I've been on a on a small hiatus, you know, summer's been crazy. You know, we've uh, started back up. Uh, you know, Ben's got his coaching football and I'm coaching basketball. And, you know, it's been a little little nutso lately, but uh, we found some time tonight to get together. So I'm ready to roll. We're talking about NBA basketball, Western Conference predictions. And uh, we all know that uh, Phoenix Suns are back in the finals. So let's roll. <laughs> There it is. Hey, man, very well could be. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we're going to go and touch on that throughout the episode. But uh, let's go ahead and get to first some of the news going around the league because after, of course, we went out last week and we did the Eastern Conference, Sean mentioned multiple times when we discussed the Bulls that they have a Lori Markman problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like that problem has been solved as the Bulls have now made a three-team trade with the Cavaliers and the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Bulls, the, the Cavaliers getting Lori Markman the Bulls getting Derek Jones Jr. and a first round pick. And then the Blazers getting Larry Nance Jr., which I'll go ahead and tell you before we talk about it. Just an awesome fit for the Blazers. Yeah. Just an awesome fit. Really love that get for them. Um, yeah. Actually, you know, when the, when I first heard the deal was the Bulls and the Cavaliers, my first thought was, are the Bulls going to get Larry Nance Jr.? Because that would have just been like, the t- that would have been the cherry on top of the offseason. Um, it did not go that way uh, still, though that fit for the Blazers is wonderful. And I like them getting Derek Jones Jr. because um, the pre like warmups at Bulls games with Levine, Derek Jones Jr., and DeMar DeRozan is going to be like the halftime dunk show with the guys at the trampolines and they jump and like do certain, they spin in the air and mm-hmm. do flips and dunk. That's going to be the Bulls in the like uh, in the pregame now. So, um, but yeah, oh, yeah, man, I think for all three teams, you know, I, I joked about marketing going to the Cavaliers, but it's really a good get for them for the sake of that's a team that really has needs some help with shooting. He did shoot 40% from three last year. 
you know, just didn't develop everywhere else in his game that, ever, that you know, as Bulls fans, Josh and I would have definitely hoped for. But um, Kevin Love wow. still saying that I'm not leaving Cleveland. I'm not taking that buyout. He's the only athlete in history that wants to stay in Cleveland besides Baker Mayfield, apparently. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Do you believe that? Do you believe his actions match his words, though? Because every bit of me watching him in Cleveland says he does not want to be there. I think he's just trying to get paid. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Thousand percent. Yeah. Because I feel like he would kind of have like a mini Blake Griffin resurgence. Like if he got bought out and like went on the bench to some other team that was in the, I was a competitor. Like I think he'd like be pretty damn good. Um, But we'll see because he's probably going to miss 30 games this year. You know how that goes. Right. Um, but kind of curious, you know, your guys' thoughts first before we get into everything. Can I what how you felt when the trade went down? I know we texted about it a little bit, but um, you know, is between what all three teams got, is there one you prefer to the other? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on everything? Um, I I like it for I, I really do like it for all three. Um, I mean, like you said, I think that Portland getting Larry Nance Jr., dude, that's that's a big pickup for them. Um, I, I think he needs to be in a space where he can develop and do more things. And I think that's the space for him. Um, he'll be a great guy kind of coming off the bench there and, and kind of expand his role. Um, I like the Bulls. I like the I like them getting Derrick Jones Jr., but I always like when a team picks up picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick up first-round picks. Um, I think that you put yourself in a position not only to be able to possibly trade that pick for somebody else or use the pick and get somebody that's going to help your team. Um, so I, I like both of those and marketing to Cleveland. Uh, I mean, Cleveland's a dumpster fire, but you know, I think, I think you put marketing in there. Like you said, he, he gives them a shooter. Um, uh, he gives them a guy that'll stretch the floor uh, as a big. Um, and if, if Kevin Love stays, um, you know, I think they'll be all right there. You know, I, I, I like to move for all three of them. Yeah, I know Tim and I were talking through through text, and, you know, we were talking about how it would have been nice to get Larry Nance Jr. on the Bulls. But I, I'm actually excited with the roster that the Bulls put together this year and that pick coming from Portland as a protected lottery pick. Yeah, and so they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so it's not like they're just getting a random first-round pick. Like they get the pick in the top tier of the draft. So, you know, if depending on where that pick falls, you, I mean, imagine they go get themselves a legit, um, I, and they could go either way with this. Cause like you said, you know, we're both high on Pat Williams. Um, and I just look at the fit they all got. And I think the Bulls could cause some serious damage in, in the Eastern Conference this year coming up. Uh, we both love Billy Donovan as the coach. Um, you know, he gets his players, he gets, well, he gets everything out of his players and he gets them to fight. So, um, that, like I said, that that pick shows up and you get you a legit playmaker, um, a guy that's a a top tier draft pick. And all of a sudden I feel like for once since, since Derek Rose was there, like the bulls are turning for the future and becoming an elite Eastern conference team again. And all it takes is that one pick. So really, really, really interested to see where that pick falls. Um, but for the most part, I, I, I think getting rid of of uh, Laurie makes it makes it a easier for the Bulls in the long run. Like I said, I like the trade they made last year, um, and I like what they're doing with the with their signs this year. So I'm I'm happy to see where our Bulls are going to end up. 
Yeah, man. I think I play serious by the Alan Parsons project about every day now, just like getting ready for basketball season. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, for me, Derek Jones Jr. has been fine. You know, he just played in the finals a couple of years ago with Miami. Obviously, we know what he brings to the table. He is a dunking machine. He's going to make the Bulls longer, um, more energetic. Obviously, he's such a long wing with such a hot wingspan. Um, really, he's kind of developed his game in a lot of different steps. He's a really good role player, but also looks like they're apparently in the discussions about potentially grabbing Paul Millsap to put on the Bulls as well. So that'd be another nice veteran get for them. So, yeah, and then LaMarcus Aldridge, I guess, is discussing potentially coming back, and then the Bulls are linked to him too. You know, 15 years too late, like when they had the pick that was LaMarcus Aldridge and traded it to the Blazers in the draft. Correct. Hey, it's never too late, Tim. It's the NBA, baby. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah, we've been it's waiting. Never for... too late. Ask the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting a year for Alonzo Ball, so we finally got him. So. Yep. It's never too late, baby. Never yeah. too late. Uh, but, you know, we talked about Larry Nance Jr. I think that's so awesome for Portland. Um, yep, obviously, agree. you can see how much, like, Cleveland meant to him being a home, being a Cleveland kid. So that was cool. Uh, the the send-out he got through, like, the cast social media was great. Hopefully, he's back there this year for the dunk contest because the All-Star Game's in Cleveland this year. Yeah. Um, my wife's family all lives up there, so I'm uh, trying to figure out say, how I'm going to head up there. You, you, I was going to say, you got a lot of connections in Cleveland now. So, yeah. Uh, how are you going to make that slide? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I'm putting it in my wife's ear like every day. Like, you know, the Austrian in Cleveland. She's like, yes, I know. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we'll see, man. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the casting to me that just like we talked last week, like, I know in hindsight, I don't necessarily hate the things they've done with their roster. Uh, I just don't know if the team makes any sense. Uh, we talked about Ricky Rubio last week and how that was just kind of like, whatever, um, you bring market in, like I said, it helps your shooting. I guess, you know, maybe your three like depth now is him and Isaac Okoro. Um, I don't really know how they do that whole Mobley, Okoro, Kevin Love marketing thing, but that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, I think, you know, the Cavs could be decently competitive. I'm still sticking with my under I said last week, but we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. Um, real quick before we kind of go into our picks here. You know, the Lakers, Egg Josh joked earlier, uh, it's never too late to add to your team as they are doing with guys uh, with a minimum of 10, 11 NBA veteran seasons or more as they are bringing back Ray John Rondo. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. Is that, the, is that the criteria? It must be. Did you see that? Thing? You, you, you got to have at least 11 or 12 NBA seasons to be on yeah. our squad. You got to hey. be fully vested with your pension to play on the right. Lakers. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a post that said that Rondo, once he signed with the Lakers, was still the sixth oldest player on the team. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. It's going to be – I'll tell you what, though. I know we're going to get into it, but I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to be really good, and I'm going to enjoy watching them play. But, yeah, it, the jokes are very funny that, like – Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk are like these and Taylor Horton Tucker, these dudes are like in their early twenties and the rest of the team's like 32 or older. Like mm-hmm. those guys are like sitting there like doing TikTok videos and the other guys are like, what is TikTok? Right. How does, how does the TikTok? You know, hey, we don't be tweeting. We don't know tweeters. 
You can't be tweeting in the locker room like, man, y'all sound old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Russell, uh, I saw Westbrook did that uh, Kevin Hart's talk show, that thing he has now. Heart to oh, Heart, yeah, I think yeah. it's called. And they're like, yeah. what's it like playing with all these, like, all these old dudes? And, like, Russell Westbrook was like, all those old has to be busting ass on all these young dudes. <laughs> 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 Paraphrasing, but, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I'm stoked for that, man. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this. Um, like we said last week, I literally just grabbed these off bet online. There's no particular order of division or alphabetical order or whatever. Uh, I'm just kind of going to go down the list from what they took from them. And guys, the first team on here is at 47 and a half wins. The Luka Doncic let Jason Kidd led Dallas Mavericks. Christoph Porzingis is still a Maverick right now. So that mm-hmm. has not fixed itself. Um, but they just still have Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. are still there. Uh, ben, when you see this 47 and a half, how do you feel about the Mavericks? Oh, man. I, I, um, I, I think that I want to get a 47, 47 and a half is really close for me. So, so Ben, just, I know they only played 72 games last year, so they were 10 off, but they won 40, they went 42 and 30. Yeah. I, I, 40, I would give, I, I'll give them right around, I'll give them, I'll give them a little, I'll give them 49. Taking the over? 49. Um, I think Luca's only going to improve. I think Luca will, I'm going to put it out there. I think he'll be the MVP this year. Um, I think that they've got their roster is, is pretty good. I like Hardaway Jr. on that team. He played really well for them this past year. Yeah, he has. Um, so I, I like that team. I like I like that team when Luca um, is running the point and doing things that he's able to do. Uh, there's just something about the way that he's able to lead that team. I, I think they'll get. I think they'll get to 49, 47, 48, or 47 and a half is really close. Uh, but I do think they'll have to get a couple more wins. I think they'll be 49. Josh, where you at? I'm going right at 47. Caught a push? Yeah. Can't win half games, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just I just look at I just look at them from last year and they they're not really their roster is not really improved. Yeah. Um and I think they played to their max potential. So unless they either keep the unicorn and um, like insert him more into the offense, or if he just keeps doing what he's doing, someone else is going to have to step up. And really what we saw in the playoffs was it was Luca versus the world. And like, once they shut Luca down, like nobody else was really there to, to dig him out. And that's how they ended up losing that series. Um, you know, he gassed out. He basically was the, the carbon copy of what golden state did to LeBron when LeBron was busting their tail and then he just gassed out at the end of the game and there was nothing he could do in the fourth quarter. Luca was kind of the same thing. He was just done for. So I'm going 47. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the slight under. Um, I just don't trust a Jason kid led team, man. I think that you saw this with his Milwaukee teams and, you know, obviously the Brooklyn thing was just a joke. Um, but I will take the over on of two on how many timeouts Jason Kidd creates in games with getting his players to bump into him. Um, So I will take that. 
Uh, can't but, use the water trick again. He's got to try something else. I know, right? They're like, damn it. They know my trick now. Like, I got to figure something else out. Um, all right, so next on the list is the Denver Nuggets, obviously led by NBA MVP Nikola Jokic. Uh, Jamal Murray is still, you know, they're looking like maybe I think I saw today March was the potential that they were seeing, seeing for him coming back, which is a really long time. Obviously, you know, ACL injuries are brutal on basketball players. Um, mm-hmm. But... Bet online seems to really like the Nuggets because they are at the same level of the Dallas Mavericks at 47 and a half. So, Ben, what do you think of the Nuggets at 47 and a half? Oh, um, I gosh, I like this Nuggets roster. I really do. Me too. Um, I, I think that Michael Porter Jr. is not a secret anymore. Um, I think he he um can while Jamal Murray is recovering and get back to full strength, I think that Michael Porter Jr. can be that second guy. Um, I think that I think that Bull Bull will have a little bit of more uh, of. I think he'll have a little bit more of a role this year, um, and I I do like that. I do like their roster. I I'm gonna say the Nuggets will be a 50 win team. Ooh. Ben is big on the overs today so far. I am. I just like the Nuggets, man. Will Barton. I mean, I, I I just like their team. I just like the way they're made up. And I think when Jamal Murray gets back, I think that, um, I think that they'll, uh, I think they'll be better than what they were last year. Uh, Jokic um, is special. I mean, he's a special talent. I think that he's, um, of course, the MVP. But I think also too that he's able to do some things that not a, a whole lot of people can do. So. Um, Aaron Gordon, man, he's been got terrific. Some, there. Yeah, right. And he's got uh, a decent supporting cast. So I'm thinking 50 wins. All right. Ben, two overs. He's going crazy, folks. <laughs> I'm going under on 47 and a half because I do think that they need Jamal Murray. They don't have a replacement for him. Um, and I, as, as good as I think Michael Porter Jr. could be in. I still haven't figured out why Bull Bull hasn't really been released to the Hounds to see how well he does um, against the top tier talent is I got to clear some wins out for another team. So um, I don't think they're going to repeat their 47 win. I just don't see it because I think that, um, like you said, they do have a good roster. Um, all the guys you named, Ben, uh, you know, the Bartons and the J. Michael Greens and the Porters. And the, I just feel like there's not enough there to uh, to, to make up for Murray's absence. Uh, I felt like Murray was coming into his own and he was uh, – Murray to me was I, – I, I thought that he, he could ascend to that Devin Booker type level. Um, he had some glimpses of it. And uh, when he went down, it's almost like you saw the air go out of their other tires, man. Like, I thought that they could have won the championship with with, with Murray on the floor. I really did. I thought they were that good. And he's big of a piece of their do. So they were good in the bubble with him, you know. I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals and played the Lakers. And I'm going to say they are going to be a. 46 to 47 win team. I think I'm taking a slight under two for the same reasons Josh mentioned. Um, I just worry about, you know, filling those Jamal Murray points. But with that being said, Aaron Gordon has been just flawless fits so perfect for them. Yep. And it looks like a lot of conversations today. 
Um, both parties being Gordon and the Nuggets are interested in a mutual contract extension to keep him there. So that's good news, obviously. I mean, you know, that makes the guy want to play even harder knowing that he wants to be somewhere. And plus that guy has been looking to play winning basketball his whole career. So he's finding yep. a situation where he can. That just makes all the difference for a guy like that. Being as good as he was in the Uncle Drew movie? Uh, I don't know, man. Now he's got that weird shoe deal that's not um, Nike or whatever. It's like a company I never heard of in my life. I got a signature right. shoe with. Uh, it's not even Anta or anything like that, but it's like that one Ron Artest had where he had like, you remember like the tongue was like the panda bear. Remember he had those? Uh, <laughs> those are beautiful. They were great. <laughs> it's like a little Charles Freewell spinners. We got to bring those. Oh back. yeah. The Dadas. Yeah. We got to bring the Dadas back. Dadas. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up is a team. I know we're all excited about this year at 48 and a half wins, the golden state warriors. So, when you take into account here that this is a team that everyone expects to be at full strength uh, by Christmas time with Clay Thompson coming back. Um, I think Thompson's going to take a couple, I think obviously he's going to take a couple months to get his legs back underneath them. But when he is back playing basketball is a beautiful thing. It's something we all enjoy. This would be my first over of the night. I think Curry is going to come back and have another fantastic year. I think James Wiseman is going to take a step forward. You know, Draymond Green's there um, and they, you know, they build, they build a really good bench. I love their two draft picks. Um, I don't know how much I really love Kuminga. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I think he went to the best situation to grow and learn quickly. And obviously, you know, they have the front office. Um, but yeah, I think that this Warriors team is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of picked them to be my second favorite team in the West this year. So I'm going to take a slight over on the dubs. I'm going to go 50 wins. Mm. What was the over under again? 48 and a half. I'm going over too. And my over is the fact that they went 39 and 33 with pretty much nothing to work with. And they're going to have Clay back at some point. I don't know actually when Clay's going to come back. I don't know if he'll start the season back. Same Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think their roster without. Kelly Oubre right now is better than what it was when they had him on the roster last season uh, with the depth that they have. Um, I think bringing, even though he's a lot older, um, I think bringing Iguodala over is huge. Give me Iguodala. I mean, you see what the guy does. I think they'll get more out of Wiggins this year. Um, I think Wiggins will take a step forward. And like you said, I think Wiseman having a training camp, um, I saw flashes where he could be really dominant um, and they had to kind of learn him on the fly. So it was a little rough. Um, I know Golden State runs a complex offense. They, they do a lot of movement. So I think he'll learn his place. I think having another year with Draymond, I really like Golden State. I think Golden State can probably sneak. I think they're a sneaky, a sneaky, sneaky team that could easily be in the Western Conference Finals. Guys. Mr. Over still in the building. (laughs) I'm picking the Golden State Warriors at 53 wins. I think this team is going to compete for the Western Conference Finals. Steph Curry is motivated. You get Klay Thompson at Christmas. Iguodala, even though he's older, is still a part of that Warriors culture. You got 
a James Wiseman that's going to be motivated. You got a Draymond Green who, for the last couple of years, knows this team has lost a couple of dis- or been disrespected. He's going to come out and play his best basketball. The one of the bigger pickups, Otto Porter. I love, love the that. Otto Porter pickup. Um, Andrew Wiggins is Wiggins. Um, he shows enough flashes of brilliance that on any given night he can give you 30 points. Um, I, I just love this roster. I love the makeup of it. I love their leadership. I love the fact that they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know, all those people have been yipping and yapping while Clay's been on, on the side and they haven't been at full strength. And Curry's kind of had to kind of carry it on his own. Boys, they're going to come back with a vengeance. You're going to get the Splash Brothers. You're going to get Porter's defense. You're going to get Draymond locking people up. you got a whole training camp with Wiseman and Draymond in his ear, so he's going to be all irritated and ready to go. This team right here will compete for the Western Conference Finals. 53 wins for the Golden State Warriors. And I still, and I still think there's a chance that they make a big splash somewhere with a trade. They have to because they don't have any money. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah, they're they're cash strapped, but yeah. I love this roster. They they're really good. Um, their roster is real a really good mix of young guys and veterans. Like it's it's weird. Like they got some some lengthy veterans, like you said, Iguodala's been there seventeen. Curry's at twelve. Then you got some middle guys like Porter is at eight years. Um, Clay's at eight. You know what I'm saying? And then you got like all these young guys. So like it's kind of a good mix of young and old. Bro, Andrew Wiggins is only 26. Why do I feel like he's been in the league since, like, like forever? He's only 26 years old. Like, like, like he was playing. I feel like he's been in the league, like, since LeBron. Like, Melo got drafted with Odin and In the 2003 draft with LeBron, wasn't he? Like, him, Melo, and Wiggins. Wasn't that one, two, three? Like, I mean, weren't they all there? Yeah, it's like when you – like when Back in the day when you used to watch Michigan State football and you're like, how long has Kirk Cousins been your guys' quarterback? Right. Was he throwing the Charles Rogers? Or like Martinez for Nebraska. We had this conversation just the other day. I'm like, they're like Martinez at quarter. I'm like, this dude's been here since <laughs> he was Scott Frost's backup. Like, my man has a five year junior. Yeah. <laughs> like, he should not still be there. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right. So now we have at the one of our one of the two lowest win totals we have um is the Houston Rockets at 26 and a half. Um now this is a team that did get Jalen Green in the draft. Um they do still have John Wall. Um so you know they have talent but I obviously they're so young. I can't imagine John Wall finishes the season there. Um just with the, the, the you know he doesn't fit their timeline. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the under on the Rockets. Uh, obviously, I really like Christian Wood, and I think Jalen Green's going to be great. Um, obviously, he's pissed off a lot of people in Detroit already um, with his comments about not wanting to live there and glad that he didn't go there, uh, which is very funny. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, GLK, I love you, but that was kind of funny. I'm glad you have a villain to root for for his whole career. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to take the under on the Rockets. I just feel like this is top three draft pick waiting to happen. Hey, they have nine guys on their roster right now that have less than three years experience. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a 2K team you play a franchise mode with that you're like, I'm going to make this team sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but once again, <laughs> Mr. No, I'm just kidding. I can't. <laughs> Mr. Evers. And Mr. Evers left the building with the Rockets. Um, like, and I feel like I really feel for Christian Wood because I really do think that he's a great player. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be stuck in Houston because John Wall's gonna be gone. Now, I, I'm I, I think that they'll be able to build around him, and I think that they did a good job in the draft. Uh, and you're gonna get something for John Wall. So you're gonna either get picks or you're gonna get whatever it is for John Wall, and that way you can build around around Christian Wood, but I do think that that's where they're trending um, as far as as uh, win total wise, where, yeah, I think it's going to be under. I don't I don't think that they're going to – I don't think that they'll get over 26. I think they'll be at 20 – let's say 23 wins. Whew. Man, it's so hard to not win 26 games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, think about that. You, I mean, you got to be, you got to be good and terrible. Like, you got to be good and terrible to to not get to twenty six wins. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm going with the I'm going with the under, but I'm going with the under where they're going to flirt with the twenty six wins. Um, I think they'll be right around twenty four, twenty five. Um, I mean, they did have a a, a really long losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> last year. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it was impressive. Easily, hey, they could easily their, their, their streak was impressive. They could easily not win 20 games. I mean, especially if somebody like John Wall gets hurt again. Um, I don't know what they're gonna end up doing with Eric Gordon. I, I would like to see, there. I would like to see Christian Wood go to somebody that's actually good um and be able to be used. But yeah, I'm with you guys on the under. Yeah. I'm not going to go way under, but I'm going to go under. That's not all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, the first of the two L.A. teams, we got the Clippers at 44 and a half. Um, I'll tell you what, even though there's no Kawhi Leonard this year, I do actually like this number for them because I think Paul George, he was so good in the playoffs and, um, you know, I think Eric Bledsoe honestly is a good kid for them for what yeah. he is, you know, so Reggie Jackson came back. They brought a lot of those guys back. They just won't have Kawhi Leonard this year. So give me a slight think, over on the Clippers. You think he'll be, Oh, you think he'll be gone the whole year. That's everything that I'm reading and everything that everyone is saying is they do not game plan for Kawhi Leonard to play this season. On a partial thing. Yeah. What do you tear it in? The playoffs, so that was what June. June, right? Yeah. So yeah, nine months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be tough for him to get back. I mean, put him back in March. He's the Terminator, though, right? Like, yeah, but you know, Kawhi's never been a guy's pushed through injuries. I mean, think about why he got right. out of Antonio because you know he was injured and they were trying to force him to play and he wasn't happy about it. You know, yada yada yada. So I don't see I don't see him being like, yeah, I'm trying to push through my rehab to get back, especially when things start to turn south. Um, I, I think it's a push. I I'll give him, I, I'll give him forty. I'd give him forty four wins. The guy, the guy I want to ask you about on this roster, 
is Justice Winslow. Oh yeah, I forgot they got him. Yeah. Is can can he free can he like reinvent himself as the guy that was supposed to be like a top tier draft pick? Um or is he just pretty much a done deal at this point? I think he's got the right coach. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that that I think that's a the Clipper system is a little bit better system for him in the way he plays. Um, I, I think he'll have some success there. I don't know if he'll be the guy that we all want him to be, but I do think that he'll have success for sure. I think he'll be better than what he was. I really like. I know he didn't get a lot of playing time and they were putting him in, in spurts, but like I'm a big fan of Luke Kennard. Like I think he's a quick point getter. Yeah. He's a very accurate shooter, and I think Terrence Mann can take that next step and be yeah, a, a, a baller. Yeah, I so, like Terrence Mann a lot. And you're right, Bledsoe's a Bledsoe's a guy that um, I don't know, man. Bledsoe reminds me of a of a little bit lesser Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I think he's a much, I think he's a better defender. Um, but yeah, I think Reggie Jackson just kind of that jump he took and how much he cares about being a Clipper. Yeah, I think it was fun. Reggie was getting buckets, man. He was. <laughs> he was, man. He was, really good he was lights that. out, man. And and you always thought that it was going to be like, oh, that was just Reggie Jackson's night. Like, no, he was doing that consistently. <laughs> because when he went to when he went to Detroit, like he struggled a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was like, I want to be the man. They were like, all right, we'll go there and be the man and see how that is. And he went and I mean, he wasn't really the man. He tried to be. But then, like, you put him in these situations with the Clippers, and he's like, I'm that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like, you know, um, not that I think they'll contribute a lot, but it is worth noting. I really think that they did a really good job with, um, especially in the second round, getting Jason Preston from Ohio, who I like a lot. Uh, they got BJ Boston really late in the draft, who yeah. I'm not ready to write off. I know he had a really bad year at Kentucky. So, I think that they really kind of have an idea, an eye for the future. And I think that they'll be, you know, they'll be fine. Um, I don't think they'll be competing for the Western conference, but I certainly think they're in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, you could see that LA match up pretty early in the early rounds. So that brings us to the other LA team who uh, will be getting rides to the Staples center every day with the tank bus at the nearest retirement center in Inglewood. Right. Um, they will have a bunch of canes stacked outside the locker room. And they also will be getting their feet, feet rubs and playing some backgammon. Right. They're going to, hey, they're going to get home in time to the nursing home in time to get the figgy pudding. They got to yeah. get for their figgy pudding. Yeah. I know, I know we was laughing about this, but I, I for real want you guys to hear this. NBA experience. I'm not going to name the guys. I'm just going to name the years. 12, 18, 13, 17, 13, 18, 17, 10, 9. Like, <laughs> what are two of those are LeBron and Melo in the 18? All right. 17's Dwight. The 16 other Rondo. The other 17 is Ariza. Ariza, right. Yeah. Rondo is, um, Rondo is at, uh, 2006. So 15. Okay, at this point, too, before we get into the, the line, um, are we at the point now where we can admit that, like, Rondo's legacy is he's a Laker because he's a two-time Laker now? 
He's a Laker. He's erased his Celtics tenure because he was a Laker twice. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. I would so, agree. All jokes aside, the Lakers are at a at the highest of any Western Conference team at 52 and a half. I wrestled with this one for a long time because ceiling wise, probably 56 wins with the skill set, the talent level. I think Anthony Davis is going to have this really big bounce back year. Um, Also the fact that they finally have someone that when LeBron's not on the court can run the offense is going to be really big for them. And, but then I kind of started thinking like maybe I just got in my own head because I don't know what the game plan is going to be. I don't think they're going to game plan for all these guys to play 82 games. I think you're going to see guys get nights out through the year, uh, specifically guys like LeBron and Davis and Carmelo um, and Westbrook just kind of having those nights. But those nights when like LeBron's not playing, if you have Westbrook on the court, you know, he's going to have a triple double. So they have a lot of different like ways they can go. Uh, as much as I love the Lakers, I think they will win the Western Conference. I'm going to kind of put them in that same boat I put the Nets last week where I don't think they'll, every guy's going to play a whole lot of games. I do think they will be in that 50-win range, but I'm taking a slight under, but I still picked them to win the West. Yeah. Um, I would, I'll put them right at 52. Um, 50, I'll put them right at 52, maybe 51, a little slight under. Um, just before uh, you bring up a good point, Tim, like their roster is so old, like this, this, this is a knock, like I'm not trying to knock them, but their roster is so, okay. Seasoned. I'll say that they have a seasoned (laughs) roster. Um, I think their roster is so seasoned that they're going to have the game plan for guys taking nights off. So even, even a younger guy, like a Russell Westbrook, like he's going to need a night. LeBron's going to need a couple of nights. Anthony Davis is the youngest of that group, but, you know, he's going to need a couple of nights. And, and depending on when you put those uh, against who, who you're playing, back-to-backs, all that other stuff, like, you know, it's, it's hard for a team to get 60 wins, but I think you can take as much talent and as seasoned as they are, I think they can take that roster and get, 51, 52 wins and be at the top of the of the Western Conference. So I would say right at the push of 52, maybe 51. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, like LeBron's first year with Miami. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then when he came back to Cleveland, how they were finishing in like the four seed and the five seed. We really knew they were the best team in the East. I think that's kind of going to see where we're at. I'm not saying they're going to finish that low. I'm just saying, like, I don't see them finishing as the one in the West um, because of the reasons that you mentioned, Tim. And uh, I think there are going to be guys that take some days off. And I was, I'm was i sitting here looking at this roster again. I'm just in awe because after the three guys that you named, the least experienced person on the team has nine years in the NBA. <laughs> so, and that's Davis and Bazemore. And Bazemore, oh, yeah. Bazemore is actually four years older than Anthony Davis with the same amount of experience in the NBA. So yeah. that puts him probably, what, like 32? Yeah, 32, I think, is what he is. So I do think that this is the year, finally, that I think the team runs through Davis. I think I Davis too. becomes that guy, and hopefully they got some strength and conditioning guys in L.A. that can work on his body and can keep him healthy because we all see what he does when he's healthy. I mean, he's pretty much unstoppable at that point. 
What right. is he going to do when, like, uh, he's going for, like, a rebound and then Russell Westbrook just jumps in front of him and grabs the rebound? Do you think he's going to be, like uh, – that, That'll be an, that'll be an odd situation. But <laughs> Also, uh, I'll tell you guys this because I know you'll laugh about it. So I was on the Lakers subreddit when we were like, when I was prepping for the show, just to kind of see what their fans were saying about stuff like on there. Cause I think normally Lakers fans are so down to earth. That's a joke, Ted. Um, right. Um, yeah. You saw me shaking my head. Like <laughs> there would be, there, right. was a, there was a subreddit on there today and I'm not going to call the guy out or, or person. I should say person. I apologize. Uh, that said the sub, the subject was, where the F is AD? And they're like, why am I seeing LeBron and Dwight and Russell Westbrook all working out together? Where's Anthony Davis in these? Does he even want to be on this team? And I went. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like that. Oh it's like God. that, I guess. Whatever. Uh, um, so, Ben, we made the joke earlier about, you know, you got to be in the league for a certain amount of time. Um, you got to have fully vested pension. Don't forget, you yep. have to have played for the Lakers at one point beforehand. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, I got to have one more thing before we move on. So ESPN did that whole thing where they did their offseason grades, and they gave the Lakers offseason a C-. minus. But then today posted the thing like, look how deep the Lakers are. Oh, yeah. Who is – what is <laughs> – Constant, man. Perfect ESPN. All the time, dude. All the time. It's like it's like they don't even work in the same building. I'm like, a guy could write this and then turn around and they write something completely contradictory and you guys are working out of the same office. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we'll move on here. Um, and this is a fun one. I have really kind of like went back and forth this, with this team. Um, this is a playoff team from last season at 41 and a half wins, the Memphis Grizzlies. And gentlemen... I took the over. I love John Morant. You guys are very well aware of this. Looks like Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be in full gear and ready to play. You know, if he's healthy, that's such a big thing for them. Um, Brandon Clark is someone I really like a lot. I think they've drafted really well. I think they've been able to fit pieces in really well with this team. And I think to get, I think that, you know, getting Pat Beverly's, no, they don't have Pat Beverly. That's right, because they traded him. So disregard my Pat Beverly comment. Um, but regardless, I think John Moran continues to take those steps to be a, you know, a legit star in the NBA. Um, and Memphis is really behind him, and that team goes where he goes and that dude is a full flesh competitor. So a slight over I'm taking the Grizzlies at about 43 to 44 wins. Ooh. Okay. Tim, get out there then. Get out there then, Tim. Um, is Jaron Jackson Jr. going to be healthy? Everything right now says yes. All right. You want to go first, Ben? Go ahead. Um, I like that, Tim. And, and uh, it's all the reasons why – it's all the reasons why that you said that you liked it. Um, I love their roster. I love their talent. I know this is weird, but I, I – I do like them getting Steven Adams, which is odd. Um, but I do like ha them ha having Steve. He's a guy that kind of is – he's not as skilled as Mark Basal is, but he's a guy that kind of mans the paint. Um, he's a little bit of the enforcer. He's a little bit of the guy of that protection. Um, I, I, I like him. Gosh, I do 
love Dylan Brooks, John Moran. Like, the roster's so fun. And if Triple J is healthy, like, their roster's a lot of fun. So I, I'll take them at 43 wins. I, I like this Grizzlies team a lot. Um, I think they lost a lot when they got rid of the big man. Yeah. And I really liked how him and, and, uh, John Morant worked together. Where'd he go? He went to New Orleans, correct? Yeah. There, that was, uh, yeah. basically it was a, like, uh, swap. Steven. And yeah. then they got some, some draft picks got swapped. Yeah. I, I'm a, I like, I like him. I liked what he did there. I mean, he was a big part of, you know, double doubles, you know, and, and, and did a lot, you know, on the defensive end, even though I don't think he was that great of a defensive player, but you saw he had blocks and um, Steven Adams is a very, very, very underrated basketball player from his IQ standpoint. Um, I, I used to love watching him play with the thunder. Like he's just so smart on the floor. Like he understands the game. He understands what his role is. Um, and I think that having somebody like a John ja Morant, who John ja Morant could easily be another Russell Westbrook in the making. Yeah. Maybe a better version of a shooter. And, you know, I mean, you look at the way he shoots in the ball and the things like that. He's definitely more efficient. Um, I just, I don't know if they can make it. To, I don't know. I don't think they can make it to 43 wins. I'm, I'm going to go under. Right. Or 500 club. Yeah, I think uh, they'll be fun, though. If only we could watch them on League Pass when we're blacked out here in Cincinnati from Memphis. Right. <laughs> Odd. Whatever. At 33 and a half, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves, who do have Patrick Beverly. And I think at this point are more than likely if there is a move, which everyone says is now at the point of when, not if. Um, I think this is the Ben Simmons team whenever that does happen. Um, but right now, 33 and a half with what their roster currently looks like, you know, a healthy Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns does a lot for them bringing in Pat Beverly. Um, but I don't know, man, there's something about the Timberwolves where I'll never trust them. I just think that they're just a really, really bad, badly ran franchise. I want them to be successful. I just don't think they ever will be. And, uh, I think cats, the years are counting down in minnesota he's got to get out of there right like 2024 so joe from shot callers put this together he looked at 2024 is when the knicks get all this extra money that comes out 2024 is also the year carlton towns free agent and carlton towns just did that video for bleach report talking about how much he would love to play with julius randall yeah so yeah yeah i'm taking the under i think they're gonna suck again really bad I agree. <laughs> under for me. I, I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say. Under for me. Uh, under next. <laughs> okay. <What's the, laughs> all right. We all, to, we all agree. We all agree. franchise. <laughs> next. <laughs> they're the Bengals. They're the they're the NBA Bengals. They are. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. All right. So now we have at thirty nine and a half the New Orleans Pelicans. This one's really tricky for me, too. Um, I really liked him getting Trey Murphy in the draft. I thought that was tremendous. But losing Lonzo Ball is so big for them. Um, honestly, anytime you have Zion and Brandon Ingram, you feel pretty good about your team's direction. 
And, um, you know, like we just mentioned, they got Jonas Valanciunas. So, I don't know, man. You know, new head coach. A lot, a lot of, you know, upside and expectation. Zion's going to be tremendous like he has been so far. I just don't know if I trust this team yet. Um, I feel like I'm going to go take the under on this. I want them to be good because I think that that fan base certainly deserves it. Um, obviously, New Orleans is having a hell of a time right now. We hope everyone is safe and well down there as much as you can Absolutely. be. Um, so I would love to see this team do well. I just don't trust it yet. Nope, I agree with you. I don't trust it. Um, there's a lot of wins in the Western Conference. I just don't think there's enough to go around for the Pelicans. I'm taking the under. I want to know who's going to play point guard for them. Yeah. Is it going to yeah. be Keel Alexander-Walker? Is it going to be – I don't think they solidified. I mean, they got rid of they got rid of Bledsoe and Lonzo, and then they're like, yeah, we're just going to roll what we got. Yeah, it'll be well, Tomas Zadaransky. We'll be it'll be Zadaransky. That's exactly what I was going to say. Or Zion. Point Zion. I'm all for point Zion. Yeah. That'll be fun. I mean, maybe that's what they're thinking is that Zion's going to run the point. Might work. Go from there. Yeah. Under next. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun one. At 22 and a half, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just signed Shea Gildas Alexander to a contract extension. Um, God, I hope that is not the circumstance of you lie in the bed you make for Shea because you know, he is one of my favorite players in the league. Um, I hated their draft pick of Josh Giddy. Hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. Um, we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get young. They're trying to build. They want draft picks, nothing but draft picks in all the draft picks. They don't even want to put guys on the roster. They just want draft picks. Um, Shea Gilles Alexander will probably average 33 points a game this year because he'll take every shot they have and he'll also have to defend the best player every night. Um, but this team sucks and I really hate what they're doing. They're not fun. Um, nope. So give me the under on the thunder. I think they're going to be under 22 and a half. I think they're going to be a disaster. Um, they're going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah, for sure. Under next. <laughs> yeah. There's not much. Honestly, there's not much to say, dude. Like, there's not much to say. I, I, I mean, they are what they are. You know what I mean? Poor. Like, I hate it for Shea because he is such a dynamic player. But yeah, they, they are what they are, for sure. So we get some fun here. These next couples. This is going to be like this last group of guy, uh, teams we have left. These last five. I'm really curious about to hear what you guys think. So first on that group, we have the defending Western Conference champions. The Phoenix Suns, they bring back Chris Paul. They bring in JaVale McGee, Olympic gold medalist JaVale McGee. Get and his name right. Put respect that? on it. Yep. And, and he's not a fool. That's right. That's right. You know, DeAndre Ayton takes a step forward. They got Devin Booker. We know about this team already. They have a good foundation. They were just in the Western Conference Finals. Um, will we get a healthy Chris Paul in the playoffs again? I certainly hope so for their sake. I think this team is tremendous talent up and down. I love this roster. Give me a slight over. Give me the Suns on a slight over. I'm talking a Lakers, Warriors, Suns, top three in the West this year. Mm. Um, I would agree with that. I think Devin Booker um, will be second in the MVP voting behind Luka. Uh, I think he'll have that kind of year. You take, I mean, once you taste the finals, dude, like 
I think there's something about guys like like him, Chris Paul. Like once those guys have tasted it, like they, that's like that's like blood in the water for a shark. Like they're they are going to be hungry. They're going to that team has all been right there. They were on the cusp, um, and and now that they know what that's like, I think you're going to see a different Devin Booker, way more aggressive, way more. Uh, I mean, he's aggressive now, but I think he's going to be um, just outstanding. Um, Chris Paul for that team, of course, is just unreal. DeAndre Ayton, I think, is going to take a step forward. I think he's one year. Um, I think he's another year ahead of his skill level, um, having Chris Paul there for another year. Um, Jay Crowder was was really good for them. Um, Landry Shaman is, is, a, is a good pickup. Uh, and JaVale McGee, dude, like, like I, I think JaVale McGee is a, is an awesome guy off the bench. Oh it's yeah. Energy impact defense. Um, gosh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you, Tim. I think they will be 53 to 54 wins out there. They'll be right there. They're tough. They might have the one seed, man. They might be. Yeah. They'll be tough. Um, I like the pickups. I, I was talking to my son about this uh, yesterday, actually, and I don't really know what the why JaVale McGee gets clowned so much. Like, I haven't quite figured it out yet. Like, he's super productive on the floor when he's out there. I actually would like to see what he would do if he could average, you know, 20-plus minutes a game. Um, or, would he go, would, or would he fall back into the shack in a full category if that was the case? But – you know, his little spurts that he's in the game, I mean, he's energy, he's stats galore, he's blocking shots and rebounds and oops and layups. And and uh, I think he gives them some some good backup behind Aiden, which is something they didn't have uh, last year was size. And they lost Sarge in the playoffs. I think he tore his ACL. Yeah. And he was a big part of what they did. So, like, they got a little bigger, uh, which was something they needed. They, they were definitely struggling with size. Um, but I'm going to say that they are going to take a step back and they're not going to be the one seed and they're probably going to be around a three or four seed and they're not going to hit that win total uh, because I think that they're going to do some maintenance with their roster as well, too, when it comes to Chris Paul to try to keep him healthy for the playoffs. That's a great point. I did not think about that. I already put it on wax, so I got to stay with it. <laughs> you're making me think about it now. That's a so great I, point, Josh. You said the over-under was 52? 51 and a half, yeah. And a half. I'm going to say they're going to be right around that 49 to 50 win range. Yeah. God, that's such a good point, man. I'm really mad at myself now. <laughs> you, know, you know Chris Paul. Chris Paul needs some maintenance. Right. <laughs> All right, so next at 43 and a half, we have the Portland Trailblazers, of course, led by Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Um, like we said, they got Larry Nance Jr. most recently added to their roster, which will really help them out defensively. Um, they don't have Venus Cancer anymore, so that's also good news for their defense. So, you know, Chauncey Billups, his first year head coach, obviously there was some dysfunction where there was r- r- murmurs about Damian Lillard potentially wanting to leave Portland. That seems to be, you know, water under the bridge at this point. Um, TJ McCollum, I saw in a video the other day, looks ridiculously jacked. Like he's about to go play running back for the Browns. Um, just be there, be there with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's the third guy. Um, but 
you know, I think Portland's a playoff team. I do think 43 and a half is really unique for them. Um, I'm going to stick at that 43 range. So I just feel like the losses they had, you know, losing guys like Carmelo to have for scoring off the bench really are kind of going to kind of backfire on this team a little bit. Um, obviously, anytime you have Dane Lillard, you feel good about your team. You feel good about your chances to score and win that night. So I'll stick about 43, 43, 39 is about how I feel for the Blazers. So I guess I call that, we call that a push. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I was thinking 42, 41. Um, I love Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum. Uh, you know, they're, they're both dynamic players. Um, but I, I don't, you got a brand new head coach, man. You're going to have some growing pains. Um, you're going to have some things that not work very well. Um, and they're going to take their lumps just, just for the simple fact that it's just a new system, a new, um, ideology of what they are and who they are, um, as a team and as a culture. So, um, I think Dame literally, of course, is, is worth his weight in gold towards win. Uh, but I think they'll, they'll have a little bit of setback. I think they will be like 40, 41 wins. I'm going to shock the world and say they're going to go over. Okay. And, uh, I think that, uh, some of the guys that they had buried on their, on their, bench is going to be able to step up and have a bigger role and the one guy that i really like on this team that i loved in toronto was norman powell yeah that's true and i think that giving him a bigger role he's going to contribute a lot better than what he did um because right before he got traded he was lights out in toronto like every single night um he was putting up 20 plus and uh i think him i think covington um will definitely fill out a little bit. And, and I really like to see Nurkic or Nurkic step up a little bit more than what he did. And I think with McCollum being healthy now, um, I don't know. I, I think that they put it together. I, obviously, I don't think they have enough to compete. Um, I, I think Larry Nance Jr. helps out a little bit. He comes back fully healthy. So I like the pieces that they have. I think they're a very athletic team now. Um, they can run with anybody. But, you know, when, when it comes to that grind half court, you know, get to the playoffs, every possession counts, that's where they usually struggle. And, you know, I don't see them getting past the first round if they do make it maybe second round max. So I want to go over at 44. I'm interested to see, I'm looking at their roster, and one name that pops to me is Harry Giles. I'm oh, yeah. How – I'm interested to see how he does because Sacramento, he was kind of a bust. He never got reached that potential of where they thought he would be. Um, I'm interested to see how he works out on that roster. Um, if they're able to use his athletic ability of being a 6'11 power forward slash center. Um, because I know talking to our boy Richard Ivanowski, he was not high on Giles' um, his stint in Sacramento. So, didn't he wear a Harry Giles jersey during his wedding? Yes, he did. <laughs> but he was, but he—that was on potential, and he never got to that potential. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harry Giles was the number one recruit in the country when he went to Duke. I was going to say, what's yeah. up with all these guys that came out of Duke, man? That were just like these monsters in college, and then they just, you know, it's kind of like uh, not to keep bringing it back to like the the uh, NFL reference. 
But remember that stretch when like USC dudes would go to the NFL and they were just like there. It kind of feels like that. Like, like other than like Carson Palmer and Clay Matthews, you're like, oh, okay, so, you know. Especially the quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Like Matt Liner was <laughs> right. So yeah, cheers. Yeah. Oh god, that's a name. All right, so we got three teams left, and this one at 36 and a half. I'm already just gonna go and say under uh for me is the Sacramento Kings. Love, <laughs> love, love, love Davion Mitchell. Love him as a player, think he's tremendous. Um, don't understand the draft pick at all. I uh, don't know like what their game plan is. Is this to move on from De'Aaron Fox? And they're planning on a future of Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell. Um but it's the Kings, man. We always know if you love the Kings, you can count on the Kings to disappoint you. Sorry, Richard. We still love you. Come on the show anytime. Absolutely. Give me the it, under. Uh, um, and I don't know what it is. Like, like I, I kind of, I mean, I can't say that I like their roster, but their roster isn't bad. I mean, you get, you pick up a Tristan Thompson. Harrison Barnes is still there. Bagley, Bagley the third is still there. Halliburton was really good last year. Fox is an all-star. Buddy Heald shoots 40% from three. Rashawn Holmes is a defensive presence. Um, you get Davion Mitchell. Um, you got Alex Lynn as a backup center. Like their their roster isn't bad. Um, but every year they just come out and just disappoint. Like I really always want to root for them. Like, oh man, great. They got a three game win streak or they, they did this. And then next thing you know, they're, they've lost two of their last 20. And you're like, what the heck just happened? Like it never fails. At some point they have a stretch within their season where they're just awful. I mean, they are just downright awful. And I can't figure it out because their, their roster isn't that bad. I mean, they, they've got some decent talent on their roster. So, hey man, I tell you what, the Kings have not been right since the Robert Ory shot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that ended that, them. That was the, is it the is it the curse of the Ory? Oh my goodness, they have not been curse right. Ory. <laughs> I, I still think they may be the most talented team to never win a championship. Like that's, well, I mean, oh, that team was legit. That team was goaded. Yeah. They and their 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 roster fit perfect. Yeah, that that team was. I mean, you know, I think they went. Somebody went back and looked at that, like with Weber and Williams and Pasia, the young Pasia, Vladi D. Like they, I mean, that a heat Bobby Jackson, Perkaloo. Like I mean, that team was. I mean, that team was really good. Yeah, but this team is not. This team is definitely not. Oh, to get back to our point, yeah, I'm taking the under of 36. I'm not, I'm not taking over 36 wins. Are you crazy? (laughs) It's the Kings, baby. It's the Kings. You know what I mean? Over 35 wins. So (laughs) Josh is like, I actually turned down the win total from Bet Online and took that under. Right. (laughs) All right. So we got two teams left um, on polar optic up ends of the spectrum. Still weird to me to see this at 28 and a half, the San Antonio Spurs. That's crazy. I can't believe that they're at, we're now at a point with the Spurs that they are bad and they are rebuilding and they are moving on. 
Um, there is no Kawhi Leonard. There is no Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, David Robinson. Um, there's no great Spurs anymore. Um, those days are gone. And, you know, they're super young. You can see, like, the idea they're moving forward. I really did not love them drafting Josh Primo in the lottery this year. I did not understand that. Um, that's a guy you could have traded back and got later in the in the first round, maybe even early second. But, you know, that's not my job. Um, yeah. With that being said, it is Popovich. It is the Spurs. Do I think they're better than 20 and a half? Yes, but I don't think they're very good. Uh, give me a little bit of an over. I'm thinking maybe this is like a 31 and 51 team. Yeah. Just because Popovich is the coach, I'll give them two extra wins. I think they'll get 30 wins, 30. Yeah, they, they got it. I got to give them just out of respect. I got to give them 30 wins, man. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. And they won 33 last year. And granted, I know they had DeRozan on the, on the roster and, and, but yeah, they 30. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, and that brings us to our last team of the Western Conference. Uh, this is over. Yeah. They were the one seed last year in the West at 51 and a half, the Utah Jazz. Josh has already called the over. Um, we talked all, all, year, all year last year. You are never going to hear me say bad things about Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, who is the reigning defensive player of the year, is there. Um, just a good roster with a good coach. Um, I think I agree with you, Josh. I think I'm taking the over on the Jazz as well. I would agree. Um, good roster. It's well put together. They've got good players. Um, they've got good players in, in, in key spots. Um, they've got a solid bench. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over as well. I, I like this team a lot. Yeah, they're, they're going to be really good. I think Donovan Mitchell yeah. is going to be an MVP candidate. I agree with that, too. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think he'll be in the hunt for that, um, for the MVP. He's he's a guy, man, that watching him play, like, and we talked about this last year in the playoffs, like, you don't get a whole lot of Utah Jazz games. But, man, when they were in the playoffs, and you got a chance to just watch him play um, and his shot-making ability. Um, and his willingness to take big shots, like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you just kind of, you just kind of fall for the guy. Like you're like, dude, like he is just legit. Like his athletic ability, his ability to hit shots, and and you know, it, it's my fault because I'm thinking, oh yeah, he's just the dunker, he's just this. Like, nah, that dude, that dude can play too. Basket, he can shoot the ball. He's got mid range. He's got three point ability. Like, like he is legit. He is legit. I, I like I like being able to see Utah um, on a nightly or a nightly basis in the playoffs just because he was that good. He was must see TV for sure. Yeah, and I I actually like two pickups that they got, and you know they probably won't look like much on paper, but I think that they'll contribute with just the way that they play, and that's Whiteside and. Um, Pascal from Golden State, which I was shocked that they gave him up. Like I thought he was a solid player in Golden State. Yeah, me too. That came in and you know he did his job. But you're right, man. Like Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, like those guys, man, they are so underrated. Um, and yep. they fit that team perfect. And like you said, Rudy Gobert, hey, Rudy Gobert balled out in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I wish he would do that in the NBA because. The way he played in the Olympics, like he was giving us, he was giving Team USA some fits. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, side note, Josh, 
one of our buddies has season tickets out there, so we're gonna have to go. Yeah, I've already I've already been texting. Yep. I already got a game. I already got a game circled. There you go. <laughs> we all played the Brooklyn Nets. I knew you yep. were gonna say it was the Nets. I knew it. <laughs> I just knew it. My my Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> actually, you know, actually, um, so the the guy that um, that Ben is talking about, he's got got like a half season pass, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the other games that he has out there is against the Bulls. And I uh, I was back and forth with like if I can get out there, like the those were the two games that I could that I would really want to go see. Um, like he doesn't have a Lakers game, but um, he had some good games. But it was definitely those two that I was like, yeah. And there was one game that he told me I was not allowed to pick because it was his son's birthday. So I, I totally respect that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. A lot of respect. A lot of respect. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we should do the Bulls Pacers, one of the Bulls Pacers games this year since it's just we should. Drive in. Absolutely, we should. Actually, look it up now and go ahead and just get the tickets. Yeah, go for yeah. it. My yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely need to do one of those. All right, guys. So I think that that wraps everything up on our win totals for both sides. Um, so we're kind of just getting some stuff out, getting ready for the year. I think next week is our, we're going to keep this betting thing going. I'm going to look at the odds for in for awards and kind of get your guys' thoughts on how it looks like, you know, what you think are the best bets and best odds for who and what and where and when and why. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, but these were fun. Thanks, everybody. I'm glad to have the Bench Mob crew doing our thing. Uh, if you're keeping an eye for Shot Callers, I know they're getting ready to get started probably early September. They're going to start doing division previews and kind of going through that as well. Um, keep an eye on our TikTok at 48 Minutes Network. That's a sentence I literally never thought I'd say. Um, but we have one of those. So if you want to follow along there, we'll be putting some stuff there as well. But thank you all for tuning in each and every week. Please go to your nearest podcast provider and give us a nice five-star review. Have a great night.